podcast about living life a bit differently. We're Natalie and Daniel, a married couple from Tennessee. In 2015, we sold everything we owned, moved overseas, and we've been living the expat life ever since. Stick around to hear about our travel experiences, both good and bad, our expat adventures, and everything in between. Welcome back to episode number two. We made it. Yeah. To Abu Dhabi. We made it to Abu Dhabi. So, um, last time we were talking about getting on the airplane, leaving everything we ever knew behind, and moving to Abu Dhabi. Yeah, fun. What, 15? 8,000 8, miles. Yeah, 15 hours. 15 hours away from home. Yeah. That, yeah. Crazy. Uh, so, when we landed in Abu Dhabi, we didn't really know what to expect. We knew it was going to be hot. But, oh my gosh. Was it ever hot? So, it was early August. July and August are typically the hottest months here. And when we got outside, it was just like somebody had a hot hair dryer blowing in your face. And at the same time, the heat just like sucked the air out of your mouth. Yeah. And you just started pouring sweat immediately. Yeah. And yeah, it's crazy. It was uh, 115 degrees, which is 46 degrees Celsius. Yeah. And we didn't land directly at a terminal we had to go off the plane across the tarmac and get on a bus it was hot yeah. very hot it was very warm <laughs> anyways it's to be expected i guess but it was just kind of bizarre because you know the I, the idea of moving overseas still just seemed like an idea it didn't seem like it was actually happening and then that coupled with the jet lag everything just seemed surreal yeah, none of it seemed real, real at the time. It just seemed like, oh, this is just a holiday we're going on, and we'll go back to our normal yeah. life in a few days. That's exactly what it felt like. Um, so they loaded us up on a bus, and when we were driving or riding in the bus, the um, there's a very famous bridge called the Sheikh Zayed Bridge. When we crossed over that and saw the Grand Mosque, and all these other buildings we've been researching over the last few months prior to our move, like we just couldn't believe it. No, because it didn't seem real. I mean, you're looking at the the Grand Mosque, which they call it, what the seventh wonder, eighth wonder of the world. Excuse me, I forgot. There's already there's, seven. There's already seven. <laughs> it's the eighth wonder of the world, and it's one of the. I mean, it's it's a gorgeous building, and once you see it, you never can forget it. No, and so like that was like my first memory other than like getting on the bus at the airport, but seeing that and just being like, oh my gosh, we did it. Yeah. We moved here. Yeah, we're actually here. Yeah. Um, so they put us up in a hotel for a couple of weeks, which was... Super nice. Yeah, and it was really easy because you didn't have to worry about doing anything at that point. Like breakfast was taken care of, linens were done. It was just an easy way to start living here. Um, however, only two of our five bags arrived you know we condensed our entire life down to five suitcases and then only two of them showed up the two that we we needed the most <laughs> winter stuff and household stuff yeah so we brought some winter clothes because we knew we would travel cold places but obviously with 115 degree heat we did not need those winter clothes at the time and our um, home decor or some household items that we brought with us yeah, we just didn't need that stuff. Not at all. Yeah, so luckily, thank you so much to Etihad Airways. They got our other bags to us within a few days. Yeah, it wasn't that bad. You just kind of had to make do for we what to we had. Wash our clothes in the in the bathtub a few times. Yeah, it was fine. You got to do what you got to do. Um, 
But so some people in the group that we came over with were placed in beach hotels, but we were smack dab in the middle of the city. Very much right in the middle of the city. Yeah. Connected to a, a very large mall and no beach in sight. I mean, it's not far no. from the beach, but like we were not at a resort. No, not We were even at a close. city center hotel. But I'm actually really thankful for that because I think it helped us to adjust really quickly. Yeah, it put us like truly in the middle of the city to where you've got to go figure out taxes, taxis, not taxes, taxis, and figure out buses or figure out how to do anything because the, the people at the other resorts, they kind of had pretty much everything handed to them. It was like, well, you got a supermarket downstairs, a smaller supermarket. Yeah, it was and, like they were on a vacation because yeah. they were at like a beach resort. Go to the pool and the beach every day for three or four hours. Yeah, and no, ours was like you walk outside, it's just concrete, it's, the heat. So intense. Yeah. Taxes. No breeze because you're right there in, in between all the buildings. But traffic noises, stuff that we were just not used to coming from small town. And uh, but I, like I said, I'm really thankful that we got placed there because I think we adjusted faster to life in Abu Dhabi than people maybe who were placed at the other hotels. Um, so there's a large supermarket in the mall next to where we were staying. And that was where we went. So we didn't get to go to some posh supermarket like waitrose no but so we were at lulu which we love lulu it's like a if you're a u.s person kind of like a walmart like it's a hypermarket so it's got food and clothing and electronics and every other thing else you need yeah but it's uh when we walked into that lulu it was like holy crap where am i yeah it was it was just like an introduction to all the cultures that live in abu dhabi all the smells all the crazy foods the different languages and everything you just kind of like i have no idea what's going on yeah and i I absolutely love it oh yeah it's amazing now but at that moment i was like i'm so overwhelmed (laughs) Uh, but yeah it was a really good experience to get us started into like okay now we live in an extremely diverse multicultural place um we were not in a bubble anymore so yeah uh, so we got settled in fairly quickly, you know, hotel life, just hanging out yeah. in a hotel room, which is not always the best thing in the world, but it can get a bit boring, yeah. but we had, we had a really good view of the city. Um, but like I said, the beach wasn't very far away and we were determined to go to the beach because where we're from, the closest beach is like seven, eight hours away. Yeah. It takes a day to get there. Yeah. And it's like, you go once a year to the beach, like. Maybe twice if you're lucky. Yeah. Um, so we decided we're going to check out this beach. So we get a taxi down to the Corniche. And I remember the taxi driver being like, to the beach? Yeah, to and the Corniche. And we're like, yeah, of course. It's a free public beach. And we were shocked that nobody else was there. <laughs> Until we got out there. And then we realized why it's so empty. It's the middle of freaking August. It was scorching hot. I think it was like 4 p.m. So it wasn't the middle of the day. But it was still... 110, 115 degrees. Nope. Can't walk on the sand. No, the sand, we tried, but it would just burn the soles of your feet straight off. And then the water was like the temperature of a hot tub. Yeah, it's kind of like, oh, I'm taking a warm (laughs) bath right now. Yeah, but we enjoyed it anyways. But uh, needless to say, we did not stay very long. No, we didn't stay. Um, However, while we were there. This is one of her favorite stories to tell. It's a good one. While we were there, 
a group of men came up to us. And at first I thought, like, maybe I'm not supposed to be here because I was the only female there. But they came up and they said they wanted to take pictures with Daniel. (laughs) Which I was really confused about. And they literally lined up like single file and one by one took a picture with Daniel. And I found this absolutely hilarious. I was kind of like a deer in the headlights. I didn't know what to do. It's kind of like, <laughs> all right, I'm just going to stand here and take pictures with these guys I've never seen before. Uh, yeah, so this actually happens almost everywhere we go, like when we travel. Uh, so we're used to it now, but at the time it was really confusing. But I think they all think you're a celebrity or something because he's got long hair, tattoos, very fit. And I think people always just think you're either a musician or an athlete. Yeah. Yeah, I guess. but it, that was one of my favorite memories. It was like, oh, hey, here's some famous guy. Let's all take pictures with him. <laughs> yeah, we'll stand in a single file line one by one. Yeah, it was a good time. We had a lot of first, obviously, because we had just moved here. Um, one of my other favorite memories is having our first shawarmas. So uh, shawarmas are like a wrap. Yeah, it's like a chicken a, wrap. Yeah, a donner, a euro, whatever you want to call them. I think every culture has something somewhat similar some type of local bread with meat on the inside yeah and uh the shawarmas here are absolutely delicious but we actually went to this place and we didn't know what we were ordering or what we were doing now this guy said order this and i was like yeah we were we just walked in and we're like we want to eat here (laughs) so he um he said order this so we ordered these shawarmas and when I took a bite, I was like, oh, they accidentally dropped some French fries in mine. But <laughs> then it turned out there's supposed to be French fries in shawarma. That is how it's served. Uh, but yeah, funny things like that, just thinking that was an accident. And now it's like, you know, shawarmas are just so normal to yeah, us. It's yeah. an everyday thing. Yeah. Uh, another thing that's kind of funny to me looking back at that time was the hotel that we stayed at had a bar in the basement called Porter's. It's actually still a bar that still we go there. to. Um, and our, our very first night that we moved here, actually, or maybe the second night, I can't remember. Uh, we it went. It was the first night because by the time we got in, got checked in, realized that we didn't have all of our bags, it was, it was after midnight. By yeah. the time we did that, we were both starving. And they're like, oh, there's a restaurant in the basement. It's like, well, of course, here we go. So, yeah, so we went down there and... Um, we had no idea. It, this is going to sound really strange. We had no idea if we were allowed to drink alcohol. Yeah, because we had read online and other people we talked to was like, oh, yeah, you got to have a liquor license. I was like, well, I've been here for six hours. I don't have a liquor, like a liquor license, so can I drink or do I yeah. just have to sit here? And we were worried. We were like, you know, if, if we get a beer, like are we going to get like sent back home? Yeah. <laughs> They're going to throw us out of the country. It's so funny to think about that now. And the liquor license were for buying alcohol for your home. Yeah, at a bottle shop. Yeah, a bottle shop or liquor store. So anyways, it's just funny to think back on those times of we didn't know what was allowed and if we were going to get in trouble, like we're sneaking a beer or something like that. But we had a beer. We did not get in trouble. We didn't take us long to figure out that we didn't have to have a liquor license to drink at a hotel. No. And now you don't even have to have a liquor license to buy alcohol, period. Yeah. So uh, I forgot about those. 
Thanks so much for joining us today. If you enjoyed the episode, please subscribe, share it on social media, give us a rating and leave a review. These really help us. Follow and connect with us on Instagram at Our Wayward Life and reach out to us with any questions either through social media or email at ourwaywardlife at gmail.com. Thanks again, and we'll see you next time.